Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Ying.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. I used to think time was my enemy. My future wasn't looking good So worried about the things I couldn't see I couldn't see the things I could I was aging fearfully Worrying my life away When all along I should have been Thankful for every day Finally made a friend of time you could say that I'm aging gratefully, mm, aging gratefully. Broadcasting from the rolling hills of the beautiful Tennessee Valley, from the foothills of the Great Smoky Mountains, across this amazing nation and spanning the universe, you're listening to Aging Gratefully. I'm your host, gerontologist Holly Kelly, bringing you exceptional guests and novel information to ensure you age great, live full, and embrace each extraordinary day for the incredible gift it is. Welcome everyone to the Aging Gratefully Show. We broadcast every Friday on the CTR Network at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Welcome to Aging Gratefully, most amazing listeners around the world. So happy you're tuning into the show today. Wherever you're listening from, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're smiling and happy and healthy. You deserve all of that. And I'm smiling just thinking about you out there, aging gratefully in the spirit of gratitude. We are 212 episodes in. And I I just can't believe it, really. You out there are unbelievable. You inspire me and so many others. Shout out to our listeners in Australia. Thank you. India, greetings. France, United Kingdom, Norway, Germany, Spain, salutations. You are truly aging gratefully. And so many others. I can't mention them all. Of course, the United States, our nation of broadcast all across the nation. Wow, you just inspire. So hopefully that gets our smiling spandemic, the only kind of demic we want going on right across the miles and keeps our ever famous Gren Fest going like we do so well. Remember to smile often and kick in those on-demand neuropeptides so they can work their magic and kick your mood into feel-good overdrive. You rock and you role model. I haven't told you that since last week, but you do. I so appreciate you out there. Did you know there are, and this changes daily, 1,950,000 podcasts out there. That's your choices. That's just podcasts. And that equates to like 47 million various episodes. 
And yet, you choose to spend at least, because some of you just let the episodes roll, so at least one of your 168 hours a week here with us. So, so grateful. You're awesome. And it is you that has made this show a top show on aging on the planet to follow. Now, three years running, top 15, running. And and I just can't believe it. So that's how we roll here on the Aging Gratefully Show. And so if those numbers don't convince you that life is big, well, life is big. I mean, really big. And it seems like an abyss sometimes, ever growing larger and larger, not necessarily asking for more and more, but even more so demanding more and more of us, a piece of us can literally be whittled away little by little if we let it. But sometimes it's not even letting it. It's like that consent you accept on all those applications you use, you clicked uh, accept often mindlessly. Most people don't even read them. I do a pretty good scroll before doing so, and my family makes fun of me calling me the only person that does that, but that can't possibly be true. What am I signing away when I click yes or accept? We do this all the time. But also, what are we giving away when we just go with life's flow instead of saying no, putting on the brakes instead of continuing to put our nose to the grindstone? What if we looked up or around and said, wow, I like this view a lot better. I think I'd like to spend more time here instead. How do I do this? It's not that difficult. Maybe we just decide. I was recently asked to be on a show and talk about my work, Tea Time with Aladdin. Feel free to check it out, by the way. And the host, Aladdin, asked me such an important question and one I actually don't get asked very often. How do we make the time to live life while being busy? And I answered, decide to make ourselves a priority. Life is big and it's become very big. If we don't make the choice and put ourselves at the top of the list, we're going to find ourselves at the bottom and never get checkmarked. So I think it's very important that we make sure that we schedule time for us. I went on to elaborate on that in further detail and you can check his show out anywhere. It's even on YouTube. I've always been a pretty compartmentalized thinker where my time is concerned. I'm not a half-in kind of person. I don't want to be half-working. If I'm working, I'm working. I work hard and smart. But when I'm done, I'm done. Because when I'm not working, I'm not working. Compartmentalized. I don't want to be enjoying time with my family and be thinking about work. One, I don't think it's fair for either of us, as I said. I'm all in. I want the full experience. So if I'm truly going to savor, then I leave work at work. I wasn't born this way. This wasn't by default. This was by design. I chose to be this way because I didn't want one experience to corrupt another. When my kids were young and I was in the car line to pick them up at school, if I was on the phone with someone, I would get off the phone the minute I got near where they were to be picked up because I didn't want to be on the phone when they were getting in the car. My priority was them and hearing about their day. All in. There are so many things vying for our attention today. Time thieves. Experience pillagers. Attention robbers. Zen burglars. Distraction raiders. I could go on. You know I want to, but I'll stop with my logo filing. But if we can remember that each experience is so remarkable, if we give ourselves the gift of allowing us to be immersed in it and be all in, no thinking of something in the past while attempting to savor the present, no thinking of something in the future, but instead basking in the richness of the present moment. In doing so, we get to marvel in every bit of it with no distractions and learn it's truly incredible. Which brings us to our Aging Gratefully Alphabet Soup for the Psyche this week by Robert Fulgham. Be aware of wonder. Live a balanced life. Learn some and think some and draw and paint and sing and dance and play. And work every day. Some. And our Aging Gratefully show dedication this week is to the word balance. It's a noun. And it means a harmonious arrangement or relation of parts or elements within a whole, as in a design. 
equality of distribution. Life is fast. It's nice to give ourselves time to breathe. There's so much asking for your attention, demanding it, in fact. New tech ads, buy this, buy that, innovation overload. Your old one still works fine, but the new one, it's brighter, bigger, better. There's no end to it. It's growing every day. Sometimes we just have to wonder, where does it end, Anne? What is enough? If you've wondered that, well, you're definitely not alone. For some, the hamster wheel of life can even feel like a magnet, like we're surrounded by a magnetic field. But magnets actually work through the movement of electrons, the subatomic particles that circle the nucleus of an atom. The hyperactivity of these electrons give magnets their ability to attract and repel. So even magnets have options. And so it seems much to our fortune when it comes to possibilities. We do too. And today's guest is definitely an expert in this area and a voice of possibility and more. You'll so enjoy welcoming and listening to him. Travil C.W. Lynch is a self-worth specialist, author of the new book, What is Enough?, and founder of I Am the Possible, a self-development company built on the philosophy that I and my possibilities are one and the same. Everything I hope to be tomorrow, I already am today. With extreme passion and transparency, Travail has been captivating audiences for over 20 years. Through his thought-provoking yet highly pertinent messages, Travail has become known as the voice they listen to. As a trusted communicator in both the business and faith-based community, Travail continues to present innovative ideas that spark the imagination and inspires audiences to see themselves in ways they've never imagined possible. Travail's mission is to help individuals revive their hope for what's possible. I invite you to visit him at www.iamthepossible.com. It is with great pleasure to welcome you, Travail C.W. Lynch, to the Aging Gratefully Show. So happy you're with us today. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I loved, I loved the introduction. I loved um, just everything that you shared. Um, you know, prior to getting to this point, I mean, that was so amazing. It's like, how could anyone? Um, and I'm sure I'm speaking for your listeners. Like, how could anyone not like walk away from this moment or walk away from any of your shows or your episodes, like without feeling such gratitude, like such uh, just pure like joy, like, like I was already, you know, pretty up today, but wow. Like you, you took me to a whole nother level of gratitude and appreciation for the day. Um, and, and I'm just ready to go, but wow. Um, I've never experienced such an introduction, um, to, to a podcast or just to a moment like that. So I'm feeling a thousand times better. Let me just say, so I am, I am excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm riding that gratitude momentum and have to say <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. That's so kind of you. Thank you so, so much. And um, oh, my goodness, your work is captivating and inspiring. This book, I love the cover. I have to tell <laughs> listeners, okay, so it's an ant pushing against what I believe to be this massive rock. Um, your book is called What is Enough? Subtitle, How to Lighten Your Load and Find What Makes You Happy. Who doesn't want to do that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And everybody's feeling the load. And oh my goodness, what a timely book. Mm -hmm. And you had no idea when you were writing this, when you were writing this book, it wasn't a pandemic. It No. I mean, it, you were probably in the print <laughs> stages as it was unfolding. No, you know what? Actually, no, it was, um, no, I, 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 I wrote it and launched it um, totally pre-pandemic. Um, it, it launched uh, June 25th, um, 2019, uh, actually. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so, yeah. What a it, timely book. Right, I mean, right, yeah. Wow. 
So tell us about your background, because there's so much to unpack today in your work Mm -hmm. and the world needs you and the Mm -hmm. world loves you. So um, (laughs) it's just so much here that I want to talk about. But how did you even get started in this journey? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, As I look back, um, you know, one of the one of my firm beliefs or one of my core convictions, as I call them, is that um, usually the people who are best equipped, able, um, even called or created, uh, depending on your faith, uh, to deliver a certain message or in my belief, to be a certain message, are those who have suffered greatly um, around that particular content or around that particular uh, messaging. And so I believe that this all started when I was seven years old, to be honest. Now, I won't take you through my entire life story. That's, that's too much to impact and just too much to unfold right now. But I can I can draw you back to when I was you know, seven years old, and that was the first time that I experienced shame. I experienced the weight of the world. I experienced um, rejection. I experienced, um, you know, great isolation. And it was simply because, and I can even remember pictures um, of me before seven years of age. I was a little skinny guy, you know, just your average normal kid. Um, But then around the age of seven, I don't know what it was about my genetics, But I just I blew up. I just picked up weight all of a sudden. And um, because of that age range that 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 I was in, you know, as as people say, kids are cruel. Well, I don't necessarily think kids are cruel. I just think that they're undeveloped. So they express themselves in undeveloped ways. And one of those ways is they find a way to pick on you and they find a way to name you and shame you and abuse you. And they don't know any better. But I find that those scars, I find that the um, that shame that we you know feel, experience that I felt and experienced, uh, wondering what's wrong with me, wondering uh, why am I like this? Why do I look and feel this way? Versus um, you know through comparing myself to others, how come I'm this way but other boys aren't this way? Um, so long story short, I mean around the age of seven, that's really where I can remember starting to um, not accept myself, not love myself, not appreciate myself, not value myself, and beginning to compare myself to everyone around me. Um, And then soon after that, I developed um, a stuttering, a stuttering habit, a stuttering, um, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, but I just began to stutter. And so you can just imagine, I'm labeled the fat kid, and now I'm the stuttering fat kid, and all of the scars and the abuse and the shame and the isolation and the judgment and the criticism, not only from other people, but most importantly, uh, what I experienced myself. So again, I've got a million stories, um, a lifetime, over 20 plus years of uh, just extraordinary pain and suffering uh, through those formative years. Uh, but I'll pause there. But but that's where it began. I, I think that in in those elementary years, those formative years, I was being prepared even then to be the man that I am today, to now be a voice and to be an encourager and to be a messenger of a message that I believe will help set uh, people free, um, free from that, free from that struggle and free from that isolation. I've heard so many people say that uh, many people focus in work on an area that they are so personally inspired by because it's been part of their journey. Mm. And so I I believe that. And I would rather uh, have somebody really focus and talk on something that's been really part of their founded on the wings of passion, of personal passion Mm. and, and birth from that. And so well, uh, I think you're a testimony that good things can come out of such incredible hardship mm-hmm. and, uh, life can make you bitter or better and you chose better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So incredible. And so we, as a society and as individuals, it's so easy, uh, just, uh, just to talk about, um, for a moment, uh, 
it's so easy to carry the lies that other people, i.e. the world, can tell us, mm. uh, the, the false truths um, into our adult belief systems. So for, for people listening, I've ad- actually had people on the show that were in their 70s that were still mm. trying to turn that around. So before I ask you anything else, you turned it around earlier, and I want you to tell listeners how you did that because you grew um, actually some sort of coping mechanism with the stuttering. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow that developed, uh, and you you turned this around earlier. You said, "I'm not that. The world's not telling me who or what <laughs> I am." But you did it. You put the brakes on it earlier. So I have to. Uh, have you at least share a little bit of that because some people spend their entire life believing it, mm-hmm. never ever coming out of that cocoon, and some people don't ever get there. They they die believing those lies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So just to give it, um, just to give it a little framework, um, as as I teach others. Um, around framework uh what one of the things that that helped me to to turn that around um is um and at the time that it happened i i wasn't aware of it one of the things that i teach i preach i really focus in on is self-awareness i believe in ascension by awareness i believe that we can only go as high within ourselves as we're aware of within ourselves um and so uh, my company i am the possible is really founded around this 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 concept of the greatest form of self development is self discovery. It is becoming um, aware of what's already there. And you alluded to it earlier. These lies. So the lies that the world tells us, the lies that friends and families tell us, these uninformed, um, you know, misguided, you know, individuals who really don't know us that well. Right? They mm-hmm. offer their opinion um, out of, out of their own hurt, out of their own brokenness. Uh, and then we just take it on. We just internalize it because we're normally in those formative years. We don't really know ourselves, you know, very well. So why not just, you know, take on whatever is being offered because we're not aware of ourselves. And so um, the way that I began to turn this around um, was um, and and I forgot the year that it was. Um, I do write about it in my book. But I was 23 years of age, and I had just uh, went to uh, county jail. So not not prison, but I was I was locked up in jail, um, and it was on the weekend, and it was before I was to see the judge, and uh, so I couldn't see the judge until Monday morning. So I had to endure the entire weekend. Um, so long story short, I'm there, um, booked on grand theft, which I did, by the way. Um, so in the state of um, uh, Ohio grand theft uh, carries a charge of 15 years to I think like 25 years or so. So I was facing about 15 years. Um, I did it, caught me red handed. Um, so there was no question whether or not I, I did the crime. So I'm in there and come Sunday morning, Sunday morning comes and the uh, sheriff comes down the hall. He says, hey, anyone who wants to get out of this jail cell, we've got some Sunday morning services, um, you know, and you can attend them. Uh, and so I just said, listen, I just want to get out of this cell. Uh, anything out of the six by nine is better, you know, than this. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any religious background, didn't believe in God, didn't know anything about anything. Um, went to this service. I heard this story about this man named Jesus. And I always tell people that I'm, I will always be bold enough to share Jesus in my story because that's my, that was my turnaround. That was my pivot. That was my this is my truth, but I'm not here to push, sell, or force religion or faith on anyone, just literally telling my story. So mm-hmm. I heard this story about this about this man named Jesus, and I don't even remember everything that they shared. I don't remember the passage of scripture, what they said, but this is what I do remember, and this is, I'm getting to the point here. <laughs> this is what I do remember. I remember for the first time in my life, feeling accepted in the story of what they shared. I felt that Jesus was saying to me, with you being fat and overweight, with you stuttering, 
with you robbing everyone, with you doing all the horrible things that you're out here doing, with all the horrible things that have been done to you, with all of your flaws, with all of your fakeness, all your phoniness, all your masquerading, all of the horrible things that, 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 that you're caught up in in life, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've not done, said or not said, who you are or who you aren't, I completely accept you. And the reason that I always share that story was because that was a not only a shift in my paradigm, but it was an awareness that uh, I had never had before about myself. It was the idea that I was the creation of something greater than myself. And it was through that moment and through everything that would follow is where I built my philosophy and is where I built my new framework for living. It meant to me that I was a contribution to the betterment of, of my society, a, 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 a contribution, something that was created to serve and to do, uh, you know, you know, things that no one else could do for those that were around me. And so that began the new framework. And so out of that framework, out of the idea that I am a contribution to the betterment of our society, out of that framework, everything else has unfolded. And it's allowed me to then begin to see myself with my flaws. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't distance myself from the stuttering or from the being overweight or from all the things that I've done or have been done to me. I include all of that. I embrace it fully. And then I say, even with this, I am still a contribution to the betterment of our society. And so that was that was the that was the shift for me. Yeah, so incredible and part of your story and and that was your turning point. We talk mm-hmm. all the time in um on the show about life's crossroads, life's turning point. And I have a saying and I've put it, you know, in my book as well. Mm-hmm. My perception is 100% of my reality. Mm-hmm. Your perception was 100% of your reality before that moment. And your percep- perception was 100% of your reality, yet very different mm. after that moment. Mm. You know, yes. so yeah. incredible. And so we change our perception. We change our reality. We change mm. our life. And yes. so, uh, so incredible. I'd like it to is. take a, a quick mm. um, commercial break. And I want uh, you, you have become an incredible proprietor of getting others to discover their own possibilities uh, and uh, self-acceptance on the good side. And so I want to talk about that movement, uh, that it's literally a movement that I I feel that um, uh, an undertow, an undercurrent that um, you've created through uh, your work and through your company. So I'd like to talk about that on the other side of break, if you're willing to do so. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Wonderful. Don't go anywhere because this fantastic conversation will continue. Today, we're so grateful to be with Trivial Lynch talking all things What is Enough and his book, Just That, What is Enough, How to Lighten Your Load and Find What Makes You Happy. You can learn more about him by visiting www.iamthepossible.com. By the way, I know you out there, you totally love our show's theme song, for new listeners, that's Jim Beloff's Aging Gratefully. You can find it on iTunes, Amazon Music, in his album Dreams I Left in Pockets. I just invite you to download the entire album. I can't help it if that's my favorite song in there, but you'll love them all. And um, just go check out also his website. He has um, songbooks in there, uh, DVDs, ukuleles, um, just awesome. He's just mad ukulele skills. Uh, Just such an incredible, uh, talented musician. www.fleamarketmusic.com. Special thanks to you. Awesome Aging Rebels tuning in from around the world. So appreciate you sharing the show like you have. Really appreciate every single one of you uh, subscribing uh, to the show. Uh, The reviews that you leave, really appreciate them. And uh, we cherish every single one of you. You rock, you role model. Grateful for each of you. I'm your host, gerontologist Holly Kelly, and we'll be right back. Hi, folks. This is Dr. Dane here, author of Return of the Gentleman. And I was just on the Aging Gratefully show. And I have to say, what an amazing experience. Holly is truly a gem who pulls the greatest out of the people she's interviewing but also has a genuine enthusiasm, not only for those she's interviewing, but for all of her listeners. And I highly recommend listening and checking her out because 
it is just awesome. And if I could say more, I would. Let's just end with, it is awesome. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. The Ladder Life Planning Institute is the ultimate guidance for life's inevitable destiny and your path to passionate aging and inspirational advanced care planning. LLPI offers tools that educate, inspire, and enlighten. Live vibrantly, plan thoughtfully, age dynamically. Visit LLPI for business and individual consulting services. Professional and keynote speaking, books, workshops, education, webinars, and resources. LLPI is here to transform your ladder life living today. Visit them at LadderLifePlanningInstitute.com. Live extraordinary, age dynamically. Visit LadderLifePlanningInstitute.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hello, my name is Doris Schachenhofer. I'm living in Vienna and I was just honored to be on uh, the show with Holly. Um, wow, you, you can find uh, more information about me on www.dorisschachenhofer.com and with my name, you also find me on Facebook, Instagram or YouTube. The beauty of this conversation was first that we talked about being a rebellious and there is so much on all the shows about this topic that is such a gift and um, uh, so fantastic. One thing that Holly mentioned that I loved was you are relevant more than ever. And this stood out for me so much because it's so true. We, totally, we often think we are so small and we don't have an impact. And that is not true at all. Please always know you are relevant more than ever. And you are a gift. And even if it don't, uh, it's not sinking in right now, maybe you want to write it down. I'm relevant more than ever and I'm a gift. And remind yourself over and over and over again because you are a gift. And this is the beauty that I got out of this uh, conversation. And what Holly mentioned is the invitation that she is and the empowerment. And I'm grateful to get to know more and more people on this planet that are inviting others, inviting you to the gift that you are. So yeah, what else is possible? And would you be willing to know for yourself that you are relevant? Thank you so much, best listeners in the world. I'm an authority on that, and uh, it's true. Welcome back to Aging Gratefully. I'm your host, gerontologist Holly Kelly, here today with Treville Lynch, founder of I Am The Possible. And he promotes the philosophy that I and my possibilities are one and the same. Everything I hope to be tomorrow, I already am today. That is just wow so powerful. <laughs> you know, I know that you, my awesome aging rebels, you are totally all about this conversation today. So I want to uh, totally um, invite you to do a couple of things. First of all, I really appreciate your show reviews. Um, thank you so much. I told you that for 2021, we would recognize a listener every week. So this one is uh, deep and insightful. Holly welcomes speakers and listeners into her space with warmth and enthusiasm. Thank you. Her questions are well thought out and she exudes, um, did I say that wrong? She exudes an understanding of both her topics and her audience. I can't read my own writing. 
So because you said audience, and I want y'all to know, I'm always thinking of you when I book shows, um, and uh, I do. So thank you for that review. Because you said audience, I'm going to use the promo code audience. Uh, Visit hollykelly.com. Use the promo code audience because I do think of you. And um, through 731.21, you can get $10 off my book there um, in the continental United States um, for um, the Sunrises and Sunsets Final Affairs Ford with Flair, Finesse, and Functionality. And you can uh, use that at checkout. So appreciate you taking the time to leave those reviews. They really, um, and please, if you love the show, share it with your friends and family and uh, leave us a review on your favorite platform and we might read your review out. So loving the show today uh, here with our guest and uh, visit him at www.iamthepossible. You can learn more about his life enhancing work in so many areas, including his work as a certified personal trainer, ordained minister, uh, mentor, inspirational speaker. He's also the author of another book, The Corridor to Confidence. Um, You can learn so much from him. Literally, he's a thought leader on topics of spirituality happiness, stress management, uh, mental health, personal growth. He's been featured in Toastmasters International. He serves as an associate pastor. I mean, there's so much going on here. Um, (laughs) But today, um, he's really just like helping us so understand um, what is possible in us. You don't have to go look other places. His point being, it's already there. And um, that's that's what's great. You don't have to like, it's not like a, a something that you have to go get. It's already inside of you. And, and um, I'm such a huge believer in that. And so how difficult is it for you to convince people that they're already enough? Mm. Yeah. I think that the convincing comes over time. Mm-hmm. It, it really does. It's a, it's a process. Um, one that I always, you know, tell people it's a journey. It's an unpacking, you know, like you go on a long, long trip, right? Life is a long, long trip, uh, for some of us. And, uh, it's, you know, the longer the trip, the more luggage you have to take. And, and, you know, like, you know, it's like you're taking luggage out and you're taking all the clothes out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a large unpacking. There's a lot in there. Right. Um, and so I, I always tell people, People that yeah, it's it's a journey. It's a daily decision um, to to level down. You know, we live in a world where everyone's trying to level up. I say, well, listen, man, before you level up, let's let's learn to level down because there's things that are deep, deep within you that are hidden, that are uh, like a treasure chest. They're like an Easter egg hunt. They're they're in there, right? It's it's innate. It's uh, organic. It's natural, um, and uh, you know it it. It takes just a little bit of awareness, a little bit of observation, um, a little bit of curiosity. You know, they they say, oh, you know, curiosity kills the cat. And I say, well, thank God I'm not a cat. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, be curious. You know, I think we live in a a culture sometimes that, you know, causes us to want to critique and to criticize oneself. And I always say, before you critique, before you criticize, you know, just just bathe a little longer in the essence or the spirit of curiosity, you know, just, you know, be curious about what's, what's in there. So it is a process. Um, some find it more difficult than others based upon the experiences that they've had over their lifetime, the more damaging, the more impactful, um, the more deeply rooted, the more, um, fortified over time, those, those negative experiences has, has been, um, the more work that we'll need to do. But, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't take long with some of these assessments and, and tools that I utilize with people. It doesn't take long before you see that frown turn to a smile and they're able to say, OK, I, I see something's there. Um, I see something that's that's, uh, you know, I didn't see before. And because I was so blinded by my experiences, I'm so blinded by what people have said to me or done to me that I, I never recognized how awesome this part of me really was. Um, so it is a journey. It is a daily decision. It is daily work. Um, but people find the journey uh, very enjoyable once they learn the t- techniques and once they learn what they're looking for. As you were talking and talking about that journey and mm-hmm. the the packing and the luggage, mm-hmm. it just made me think, and I was visualizing that we acquire throughout the journey, so much luggage that saddles Mm -hmm. us down. It's Mm -hmm. almost like the process 
almost seems like you'd almost have to literally get the luggage off of people. It weights mm. them down just little by little. You would almost have to get this off and get that off and just lighten the load little mm -hmm. by little. And so that they can be at peace and unburdened one by one from each heavy piece of luggage that they've been mm. carrying around for so, so long. And uh, I say to the aging rebels listening out there, and they know this, I say, <laughs> we are works in progress, headed in the right direction, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so um, not necessarily arriving because we are all teachers and we are all students, but um, we're always headed in the right direction. And each day mm -hmm. we wake up and we do our best. And it sounds like that's the theme that's going on. Do you feel like there's a happiness um, unhappiness epidemic in the world today and that you're combating that the entire time that you're working on this? I believe that there is. Um, but I think that I see it a different way. One of the things that I really focus on when it comes to kind of my bread and butter is, is perspectives. Um, and I think that you were alluding to it earlier. Um, it's one's own perception, one's own perspective becomes one's own reality, right? And and so your perception, your perspectives, they're they're created by by the elements within your framework, right? You mm -hmm. can only take advantage of what's with within your framework. Um, and so um, even in the book, when I talk about happiness, I used happiness sort of as a a catch term because people can totally relate to I'm unhappy. I don't feel happy today. Right. Mm -hmm. But there's a deeper and you used the word earlier undercurrent there. There's a deeper uh, unsettling of one's soul. We may call it happiness because that's the only verbiage that we can use. But what I see us being deficient in is a sense of satisfaction within oneself. And we may verbalize it. We may say, I'm unhappy. But what you're saying in that context is, I'm not satisfied in and of myself. Mm -hmm. And and that's what I, I address um, is, 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 is this dissatisfaction of oneself because of the way that we see ourselves. And so one of the things that I, I help people to do is just as a model and as an example and even as I say this, one interview comes to mind, you know, I looked the camera, you know, I looked directly in the camera and I was really trying to help people in that moment to understand it's not even so much about the literal lightening of one's load in the ex in the sense of, OK, I'm carrying this weight, so I'm going to put the weight down. But it's more of how I see the weight is what makes it heavy. It's not that you can't carry it. It's not that you even want to let it go. A lot of our weights are for our benefit. It's 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 really for us to continue to carry, but it's the way that we see it is what makes it a load and wears and tears on us. And so with my stuttering or with me being overweight or, you know, with all of my different flaws and, and you know, all of my character flaws and whatnot, I say I embrace all of that. That that helps to make me who I am. I just see it differently now. And so I just think that people see, um, you know, I call it finding fault. You know, we, we, we are so conditioned to find fault with oneself instead of looking at what we would consider a fault um, and seeing it as something that can be utilized to be a contribution to other people. If I didn't stutter, if I wasn't overweight, I wouldn't be nearly as passionate as I am about what I do. And I wouldn't have a heart for the people who are who are suffering through um the things that that I once suffered through. So I don't want to let go of those things. I don't want to disconnect from those things. I I want those things a part of who I am um, until the day I I I leave this place because that's what fuels me to be of service to other people. Yes, because you don't want to you want to give credit for those things that were your call to action. It's almost like a call to make peace with the what isness of lifeness that you've experienced. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's the redefining, you know, one of the things that my, that my mindset coach, uh, one of the most, I mean, you know, talk about a paradigm shift, talk about, a a revelation, talk about, uh, <laughs> like, you know, everything changing in, in a moment. 
was when I learned that we get to define things. Nothing is inherently good or bad, evil or, you know, but it's this idea that we get to assign the meaning to a thing. And so my old story, my old narrative about me stuttering was something's wrong with my tongue while everyone else's tongue is perfect. So I'm the one that's messed up. I'm the one that's being left out. Why did God do this to me? How come I, how come I talk this way? How come I can't get a word out? I'm embarrassed. I'm, I'm full of shame. But the new paradigm is, no, I can barely still get a word out or I still may stutter over a word or I, or I still may not be able to say a sentence very well. But if I still, as I preach from a pulpit or if I still, as I speak from a stage or if I still, as I'm interviewing or as I'm being interviewed or, or literally having this conversation right now, if I do it anyway, how many people might be set free? How many people might be encouraged? How many people might be inspired? Because if I came and I spoke with great eloquence and every word just rolled off my tongue and I was this great orator and I didn't stumble over anything, sure, I may have some impact. That's fine. But how much more impact would I have? How, how many more uh, people would I inspire to go on to do great things in and through their lives if I, with all of my flaws, with all of my mess-ups, with all of my hiccups, with all of my, all of my trips and failures, stood up before an audience of people who were still feeling some type of way about themselves, and I, and I showcased my flaws, and I did what I did anyway. And I understood that it was all about how I defined what it was that I was experiencing that would allow me to then still be a light to this world. How many people could I inspire then? So now that's my paradigm. So now I still got the same flaws. I still got the same stuttering. I'm still carrying too much weight. But now I'm an inspiration. Now I'm someone who people look to. Now I'm afforded uh, the ability to mentor people all around the world because I've redefined the the load that I'm carrying. So um, I, I, I really think that it's just, you know, the way that we see ourselves um, and what it is that we've defined ourselves to be. I so love that. And uh, your passion is incredible. And uh, your authenticity has just an, a, a momentum that is incredibly mm. powerful. So Thank you for sharing all of that. I'm so certain that uh, listeners are all ears and they're they're mm -hmm. not just listening, they're mm -hmm. hearing you as mm -hmm. well. So incredible. What would you say to people that are seeking to discover their worth and their value in the world? Yeah, I would say from a very practical level, because I can become very esoteric sometimes. I can kind of, I can kind of go there. I would say, as I've always said, start with the basics. I would say, do something that's not very popular in, in this world, but it is precious. It may not be popular, but it is absolutely precious. I would say to you, to take time each day, to quiet yourself, and observe what you do with no effort, with no education, with no, you know, former directions. Um, you know, you didn't take an online course. You didn't go to college for it. Your mother, your, your father didn't teach you. What is it that you do so naturally, so organically, so matter of a factly? You don't put forth a whole lot of effort. You know, it just, it just flows. It's just what you find yourself kind of just doing and you do it well. People may have complimented, uh, complimented you on it. People may have, have said, wow, I mean, you do that thing so well. Maybe you've gotten opportunities because of what you do so very well. But you've never, ever, ever, uh, uh, you know, again, had any formal training or anyone spend a lot of money in, in, in helping you to do this thing. But you find yourself being drawn to it. You find yourself just doing it. Out of out of your very being, it's, it's it's very natural. You're you're very at home with that thing. I want you to observe that, and that is what I call the breadcrumbs. That is that is through that observation, you will begin to see how your now this is my faith again. How your creator has created you, 
crafted you to be a contribution to this world. You've been you've been manufactured. You've been put together in such a way that you as any other tool in the in the in the toolbox, you as you know, you know, anything else that's been created or crafted, you have a certain shape, a certain sound, a certain look, a certain color, a certain size. And you are perfectly for uh, uh, um, perfectly, you know, put together, perfectly created to serve that function, to serve that space. But it does take the quiet, the still observation of so, oneself. So important. And, you know, as I did my opening monologue today, there's a tug of war mm-hmm. going on with society for vying for our time. And so... I'm sure you're seeing that it's hard for people to set the boundaries and carve out their you time. And I read a social media post when I was actually posting this week's show Mm. and uh, somebody wrote, I just wish I could, uh, they put a post, I just wish I could quiet my mind. And I was so surprised at how many people were responding to that. People are having a really hard time finding their quiet and their Zen and being able to settle themselves into peace and concord. Mm -hmm. What, what would you say to them? Yeah. You know, it, if, if, if what you're looking for, um, you've found through the noise, through the chaotic, through the chaos, um, then there's no need to change. If you have found what you need, what you're looking for, and you're content in the noise, in the busyness, uh, in the chaotic of life, then I would tell you, hey, keep doing you. Keep, keep, <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. But if you're anything like me, if you're anything like those who are, as I like to say, overworked or overwhelmed and feeling overlooked, you don't have great significance uh, you know, within yourself, you don't have great contentment within yourself. You don't have great satisfaction within yourself. Um, then I would say from a very practical point is beginning each and every day and morning time is the easiest beginning each day by setting your alarm 10 minutes early and giving yourself the gift of time. I mean, peace, stillness, giving yourself 10 minutes to meditate, giving yourself 10 minutes to say nothing, to empty your thoughts, to empty your mind, to empty your heart, and to really rest. Even in the book, I wrote it, you know, that was like the last chapter. It, it, it's really making a decision to to rest in your soul because if you're anything like my life, once the sun comes up, we don't find rest anymore. The phone's going off the dark dog is barking, the internet is going, you know, you're on your job or you're pulling up to Starbucks to get your coffee and you're off and running and you don't get a break anymore. You don't get a pause. You know, there is no pause button to life anymore, but there is a pause if you were to carve out time first thing in the morning and really putting yourself first, really putting your peace and your your inner sanctuary first. You 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 saying, I am a priority and I'm going to give myself this gift called time, just 10 minutes and it'll grow and develop after you begin with those 10 minutes. Cause that's, that's a very practical, you can do 10 minutes, but it'll, it'll start to become 15. It'll start to become 20. It'll start to become 30. Um, but just starting there by just giving yourself 10 minutes each morning to just wake up literally to do nothing, but to be still and, and to give yourself that gift. And it's by that practical first step of just 10 minutes a day, allowing that to then grow and develop and become whatever it is that you that you need for that time to be. Very good advice. So in the final moments of the show goes so quickly, we could literally have a two hour show with you. I I want to know if there's any final point that you would like to share that we've overlooked. I guess if there's anything that that I would want anyone to um, to know, and 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 even with the title, excuse me, even with the title of the book, what is enough? Um, I always, you know, tell people when they ask, what is enough answers itself. What is enough? That's a question, but that's also an answer. And I just feel led to just say that what you are, 
is enough. But you have to know what you are. What what are you? The world might tell you who you are. The world in their boldness and their audacity might even tell you why you are. But I've discovered that the missing piece of the puzzle, the one that links them both together, the who am I and the why am I, the missing piece that holds everything together is the what am I. You are a what. And the only question is you defining what that is. That's where your peace lies. That's where your happiness lies. That's where your satisfaction lies. That's where your joy lies. That's where your strength and your confidence lies in what you are. And I just believe that in our society, we're a bunch of people right now trying to be who and learning why, but we've yet to discover what. Um, and that's 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 found not only in my book, on my website, um, but also working with me personally. But uh, more than anything, um, there is a what to you. And even if you don't discover it through me, um, allow that journey of discovery for what I am uh, to begin to emerge in and through your life. Beautifully articulated. And I do invite listeners, if they want to connect with you, uh, you definitely are a coach and um, you can get the book, obviously, on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, your favorite bookseller, also the website. Um, Please uh, feel free to connect with Trivial Lynch at www.iamthepossible.com. And of course, in our final moments, we'd like to know how you age gratefully. I age gratefully by completely accepting that I am completely accepted at all times. How beautiful. Well, that's a great way to end the show. Thank you so much for um, the gems that you bring to the world, all of the wisdom that you have shared with us today, creating this wonderful book and everything you do to make the world a better place. We really appreciate the time that you've spent with us on the show today. It's been amazing. And um, we're just so happy that we've had this hour with you. Oh, thank you so much. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it myself as well. Thank you for creating this space, this platform. Uh, thank you for being a light in these dark places. Um, thank you for, you know, just being the blessing and, and the contribution that you are to this world. And um, I pray and, and and just believe many blessings upon you, this platform and all of your listeners around the world. So thank you again very much. Oh, it's so been our pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to Aging Gratefully, and I'm your host, gerontologist Holly Kelly. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you've enjoyed our message, I invite you to subscribe and share it with others. May you remember to never act your age and that age is just a number. And may you enjoy and embrace the coming week in the spirit of gratitude. Until we meet again, here's to living your best life now. I used to think time was my enemy. My future wasn't looking good. So worried about the things I couldn't see. I couldn't see the things I could I was aging fearfully Worrying my life away When all along I should have been Thankful for every day Finally made a friend of time Now you could say that I'm Aging gratefully Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 